Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. We're going to be here for the next 24 and a half minutes. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Fred's co-host with me uh, a few days a week normally and also serves as news director for American Family News. So uh, check their website at afn.net. afn.net. Steve Jordahl, I should call him Steve Paisley Jordahl. You may, if you want. uh, Is with us. Uh, It's another Paisley shirt day for our brother yeah i just uh, i like this shirt you, you want to expand on on it, your it, i think I your wardrobe before, uh, decisions i think i mentioned before this uh, shirt was made in madagascar where i uh where i grew up on the mission field and i saw it in um men's warehouse at nashville i think and uh picked it up mm-hmm. and uh enjoy wearing it you just you just don't it does kind of stand out you just don't see it's kind of retro <laughs> You just don't see Paisley that much anymore, at least that I notice. But uh, yep. anyway. it's not exactly Paisley. What would you call it? Flower, just a flower flowerly, a floral, floral, floral design. Yes, I don't think flowerly is a word. Flowerly. I just, I just made that. <laughs> huh? I just made that up. Do you pay the, your employees flowerly, or do you pay them? <laughs> so a floral, a floral, a floral pattern. Yeah, a floral pattern. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, you're secure. I, I, you're I secure. put a tie on this morning, and my wife said, "Don't, no, no, not that tie, different tie." Oh, I thought. Now you got a solid no. tie going yeah, on, which yeah, yeah. is she uh, liked this one. Yeah. That's that's standard. You got to have solid when you've got right. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. If you put polka dots in that tie, then, that would be a little confusing. Someday yes. I'm just gonna do it to see what your reaction is. Here, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been just how I've been raised, Steve. You're just not supposed to do. Uh, I know. I know checkered with stripes you're just mm-hmm. not supposed to do that it's wrong yeah <clears throat> um all right so uh what do you got brother steve all right so the southern baptist executive committee held a meeting today in response to the report that was put out by guide post solutions that we talked about a little bit yesterday this is a report on uh, abuse sexual abuse within the southern baptist convention and the report found that the Southern Baptist Convention, the executive committee, which basically does all of the business of the Southern Baptist Convention when the churches are not gathered together at their annual conference, uh, at, at, at certain points bullied or discounted or shamed or somehow hid uh, victims of sexual abuse. That's what the report said. And so now this was the executive committee. I listened in on I've got a couple uh, excerpts from this. Uh, that when this call took place this morning and it was it public. Yes. It was a Zoom, um, it was a Zoom meeting. It was a Zoom was meeting. Public? And as I, as a reporter, got a, a notice about it. Um, I okay. suppose anybody, it's on the SBC, it was on the SBC. Anybody who knew about it could, could, uh, could, yeah. Could. You know what? Alex McFarland was, uh, I heard him during our news segment. Alex is a Southern Baptist, uh, himself. Yeah. Who's, uh, on each afternoon with Bert Harper. And, uh, he was just reminding us that these stories that are being reported yesterday and today, not that they don't merit news coverage mm-hmm. about sexual abuse 
uh, allegations uh, inside the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, he was just reminding us that you have to remember the number of churches and the number of people. Tens of thousands of churches, millions, millions of, of people Baptists in the you pew go every to, week. Go to SBC churches every week here and internationally. So just put it into context, okay, uh, when we're talking about uh, these kinds of things. So, so it's, an interesting, it's an interesting observation because the reason that this was brought up was because the Houston Chronicle, uh, surfing around for a Pulitzer Prize, I suppose, decided to do an expose and try to make the Southern Baptist Church look like the second coming of the Catholic Church sex two, scandal. About two or three years ago about this two, happened. Three, yes, right. So once that happens, you really have to, uh, you, you do indeed have to start paying attention to how you treated abuse victims. And if they were mistreated, you need to address that. It's, it is. It, it, there is a time, perhaps, to talk about scope and numbers because he's right. Um, there are there Who, were, who's right? Alex is right. Oh. There were tens of thousands of abuse victims in the Catholic Church. Thousands and thousands of priests. They found. Are you the, sure about that? Yes. The, the word thousands. Yes. Around the world. Around the world. Yeah. All right. Um, the Southern Baptist Church. There are, uh, they alleged some 400 victims this over 20 years, and I don't remember the number Over was. 20 years, 400 victims? That, that have come forward. Now, the, in this Victims meeting, of what? Of sexual abuse of some sort. All right. So that's the gamut. Uh, that's probably pretty standard of every organization of any that deals with children in America. I'm, it, well, and these aren't children. Most of these in the Southern in the Catholic Church, it was priests abusing young boys. That was the vast majority. I looked at every instance right. of that when I was reporting on it. This, uh, as far as we know, the majority of this would be women um, pastors or staff members uh, abusing against women, um, married women or adult women. Um, it, it, yes, there there have to be in in numbers that big That's instances what I'm saying. of children that have been abused in Southern Baptist churches. And I will also say that <clears throat> at this call, they said that the calls are now that this has been released, they're leaving the line open to have further victims if they want to call in and feel out now they have the ability to speak. But three things happened today that I wanted to... How do they verify, excuse me for interrupting, how do they verify the claims of somebody who says they were abused? Well, um, in the case of the instances that that Guidepost listed in the report, uh, they they had uh, either confessions or they had a counselor or some kind of uh, and, witnesses okay and, and again how many were, were documented over how many years you said I, for, you know I okay don't, okay I don't you can get back to me. me on that yeah. but anyway go ahead i didn't want to interrupt no, that's, your, that's fine we, we need to talk to this, this yeah. through so okay three things happened i thought were important at this meeting the first one you're going to hear um is going to be the chairman this is uh ronald roland slate i believe who is issuing an apology on behalf of the Southern Baptist Convention. This is cut 12. Today, on behalf of all Southern Baptists, I want to issue a formal apology and say that we are sorry to the survivors for all that we've done to cause hurt, pain, and frustration. We're committed today to gospel reconciliation that will lead toward um, lead toward peace. And so um, we have you in our prayers today. 
So they're, they're, the executive committee is formally apologizing for the transgressions <clears throat> they made against these women. Now, um, how uh, do they uh, fix uh, it? Apologizing for what now? For covering up abuse, for not paying attention to the victims. Uh, and they, they, did one, they had one example in this meeting. The, there was a lawyer for the Southern Baptist Church uh, Convention, Mr. Botto, B-O-T-O, um, Not and, Mr. Roboto. No, <laughs> different, different uh, song. Um, this this lawyer, at some point, among other things, a he kept a list that he didn't tell very many people about of suspected abusers, and um, they say he kept that list so that he could head off any litigation against the Southern Baptist Convention. But he didn't tell churches who might be hiring these abusers that. They were under suspicion or convicted of abuse, so he kept that list secret. What's the role of this gentleman? He's a lawyer, a lawyer for the Southern Baptist Conve- uh, the Executive Committee, and uh, the the Attorney Counsel. Yeah. And then uh, he also, at one point, made a statement that said, uh, in talking about this, I think with a survivor, you know, dialogue. Further dialogue with survivors groups about this is not going to be profitable. It's not going to help. So we need to stop talking about it. So is this an allegation against this lawyer? Well, they have the, they have the, yes. Um, It's an allegation. Has he been allowed to respond to the allegation? I don't know. They have the list and they have the, uh, the statement uh, that he made. Uh, Just let me play you another couple things here Uh, in regard to um, the list. Now, this is, might bring up some concerns because this is a list that was kept by this lawyer, and uh, they have decided now that they're going to make this list public. Listen to Cut 13. God Coast report also revealed that Mr. Bobo maintained his own list of alleged abusers. That list was unknown to most of the EC staff and to the trustees. In consultation last night with Dr. McLaurin, with Chairman Slade, Decision has been made to make Mr. Bodo's list public. I know there have been calls for this. We are happy to respond to that. We view this as one of the initial steps we can take to begin building transparency. This we will release Mr. Bodo's list as soon as we are confident that we have redacted all survivor names, confidential witness names, and any unsubstantiated allegations. Okay. I'm unclear there when he's just, who the gentleman we just heard from? Who is he? He is on the. I wrote executive his name, yeah. board. He's on the executive board yeah. of the Southern Baptist Convention yes. currently. Yes, he and was he, he's addressing the uh, the whole issue. Uh, I'm sure their lawyers have thought through this. Thought through this. I just don't understand how you can release names of people who are alleged to have done something as serious as yeah abusing women or children. Without putting your uh, your your part, your your company, for lack of a better term, de- de- denomination or yeah. at risk legally, that just seems well. And the only thing clue we have is he said that they're removing any unsubstantiated allegations, any names of people that were he said redacted, redacted. But he was talking about redacting the names of the of the uh, victims and the victims, but and, and perpetrators. If the he if, said that if yeah, you can, it's at the very end. Well, then what good is that? If those are unsubstantiated, so if they, right. if well, they've been convicted you know what? 
Uh, this is, uh, and I don't know the details of how here, they here's the situation that. with this. Uh, this is tragic and sad mm-hmm. that this would have ever happened to one person, uh, a female adult or a minor. It is just, but you have to put this in, in well, that sounds like I'm callous to the victims. I'm not. It's difficult to talk you, about. You, you can't. Yeah. This should be handled by the church themselves. The local and, church. And the sheriff. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. And, and the judges in those particular areas. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, the Southern Baptist Convention is a, an association of autonomous churches. It's not like the Roman Catholic Church or even the Methodist Church or the Presbyterian Church, which is run as a hierarchical. They have had a head office. Hierarchical. Yeah. yeah. Church, where it's the top down. And they assign pastors to churches. The, the churches Especially the Catholic Church. Right. The Catholic, what the Catholic Church got in trouble for, allegedly, in some cases proven, was they were moving priests around who were doing uh, terrible things. And so they were just, they weren't being punished for their crimes. They were being moved around. And that's what got them in a lot of hot water. In this case, you don't move Southern Baptist pastors or Sunday school teachers around. Uh, So I'm just saying, I think a lot of this right here is, is, um, Try the, the 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 liberal media would try to say the reason for the child sexual abuse cover-ups is because these people are Christians, and it's the Christian uh, religion itself that's responsible because of their views on whatever human sector. I, you see what I'm saying here? Yes. I think that's what a lot of this is uh, happening. I want to move on. Let's go on to another topic. Yeah, just clarify, we're not talking about child sexual abuse allegations in, for the most part. What are we just, talking about? Uh, uh, allegations of abuse against women, against adults. See, that should, they should go. That should, it should okay, go. Absolutely that, that should, should go. If, yes. you, if somebody raped you, go down to the to – the, uh, local police station or sheriff's office yep. and say, I've been raped and this is the person who did it. Go arrest him. Yep. I, I don't understand this. Uh, do y'all understand yep. what, I, am I making yeah. any sense at all no, here? No, you are. And what concerns me is what may come out of this is some kind of agency, which will kind of act as a snitch agency that they get a rumor that some pastor somewhere did they something. They can ruin somebody with that. And they put it on a list. Uh, this, That's just, no. No. And no. You're going to have Southern Baptist churches that will leave the convention because they are autonomous. And I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The individual church should act on these, go to authorities if they have a report on something. Yes. Go to authorities. The, the deacons or the elders deal with this. Yes. And if something someone's violated the law, then you go to the law. Yes. About it. But I don't see where this is the responsibility of the Southern Baptist Convention's board of directors or whatever you make. How are they supposed to sort all this stuff out? Uh, the, the the document is, uh, the report is critical of, not of the churches. It's critical of the executive committee for the way it handled the allegations that it knew about. 
So okay, that, that's I, I'm just saying that yeah. the Southern Baptist Convention's executive board seems to me is responsible for what are we doing on the mission field? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing uh, for evangelism in America? Mm-hmm. What What are we doing for our outreach? Uh, how, how? Give me the numbers on how we're doing on uh, on our church, our churches, and the membership and everything like that. For for again, I am uh, speaking. Uh, I'm not a Southern Baptist uh, myself, but I have a lot of friends, including Fred Jackson, that are Southern Baptist. And I just I think it just sounds like to me they are trying to take upon themselves too much responsibility for an issue that should be handled on a local level. Yes. That's my that's my point. Let's move on, All Steve. Right. Uh, well, let's stay with churches. Uh, we talked the, yesterday about the Archbishop of San Francisco. His name is Salvatore Cordelione. And right. you notice the Italian accent I used there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I think yeah. Ed would be proud. Ed yes. would be proud. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he has issued a statement denying Nancy Pelosi uh, communion. It says you should not present yourself for communion in our Catholic Church because of your stance and increasingly strident stance on abortion. Well, Miss Pelosi went to a Catholic church in that Washington, D.C. Mrs. Pelosi. Sorry, Mrs. Pelosi. Yeah. Uh, Nancy went to a church in Washington, D.C., where Cardinal right. Wilton Gregory gave her communion. Says that right. we don't have to abide by San Francisco's rules. We make our own. Um, so uh, she's getting communion for whatever it's worth. It was interesting to hear uh, secular people weigh in on this. Whoopi Goldberg, um, who's... Non-Catholics, uh, non-Christians feel the need to decide what the church should do, right? That's right. Uh, you know, Whoopi, so I don't know that she's been to seminary at Whoopi all. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg on the you know view. You understand that, that this is the only time you can use her in a month. She did. She did. <laughs> on however, this show. Yes. Okay. I, I will be judicious. We have a quota. We a Whoopi do. quota. <laughs> right. Go uh, ahead. I'll, she did, by the way, she did play a nun on TV once. On oh, a movie, well. Okay. So maybe that qualifies her. Anyway, this is her talking about... Uh, the decision by the San Francisco Archbishop to deny Nancy Pelosi communion. Cut 11. The abortion rights battle is starting to blur the lines between church and state. The Archbishop of San Francisco mm, is calling for Speaker Nancy Pelosi to be denied receiving communion because of her pro-choice stance. He's one of the priests who also called for President Biden to be denied sacrament. This is not your job, dude. (laughs) That is not, you can't, that is not up to you to make that decision. How dare you? How dare you? It is literally his job to make that decision. Yes. She she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Separation of church and state. (laughs) The church has no business acting on Nancy Pelosi's. Nancy Pelosi is a is voluntarily a member of the Roman Catholic Church. Nobody makes her go. She Uh can switch over to any denomination she wants to, or go or be none. But she is a. She claims to be Roman Catholic. She is Roman Catholic, and the Catholic Church in San Francisco, the Archbishop said, "You know what? No more. You can't promote abortion." which is the taking of innocent human life according to church teaching and also be a Catholic in good standing. So you're not going to receive communion Mm -hmm. here in San Francisco. We're going to deny it to you because of your position on abortion. So Whoopi Goldberg says that that's not the job of the the archbishop 
And as you say, Steve, that is precisely his. <laughs> it's huh? literally his job too. Yeah, she does. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and the go other ahead. part of this story is you've got you've got a church leader, a Catholic church leader in Washington now, right? Who says, "Hey, no problem." So that Catholic leader in Washington is actually mm-hmm. going against church teaching. Yes, very he is. clearly. Very clearly. Yes, he is. Can you imagine anybody saying this? Uh, imagine you're Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, and you say, "You know what? I know I'm." I'm Catholic and I'm personally opposed to slavery, but I'm for the, I'm for uh, everybody else having the right to have slaves. Mm. Well, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, I don't even know if they say they're personally opposed to abortion anymore. I've never heard that no, from them. No. Have you? No. no, and that's the part. That's the reason that the San Francisco Archbishop has come out right. now and said because it's more and more stridently uh, in favor of or yeah. supporting uh, the the act of abortion. Next story. All right. There's a church. <laughs> nothing but churches today. This is a church in Texas, in Georgetown, Texas, that is meeting in a theater there. And it uh, complained. Now, every year, the Georgetown Independent School District provides the town with a cultural and art display from one of its students. The city is allowed is stipend up to $500 to have this mounted or displayed or pay the artist or the student or whatever. Well, in this particular case, the mural that made the wall was uh, kind of a garden scene and flowers, but the flowers were painted with different gay pride flags, like transgender flag, bisexual flag, non-binary. And the title of the the, uh, picture was Be Your Own Person. It was uh, hanging, I believe it was hanging in the city hall, I mean, where they meet. Well, the the church didn't like that. Uh, they said that's that's a little bit of a uh, that's too much. We don't want our tax dollars going to for this kind of art. Well, it turns out they say they make this uh, they make this plea or uh, revelation, and then two days before Mother's Day, after they said this, the Palace Theater Executive Artistic Director, where they were meeting on Sundays, evicted them. Hmm. You're out. You're gone. So now the church is looking for another place to meet. Just because the church objected. Because the church objected to, to public funds art. going to... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, uh, the church has the authority to do that kind of thing. <laughs> they you can, would think. Yeah. I, they can speak out. Yes. And so, anyway, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's just end here. Um, I want to bring you some of the headlines from the, uh, the our, our favorite... Fake news, seriously, fake news. The Babylon Bee is reporting this. You know, we're expecting uh, Joe Biden and perhaps Donald Trump, and uh, maybe Bernie is going to get into the election, so they're going to be having presidential debates, despite, you know, saying they're going to or not going to be in forums. Well, they've decided that they have found out that the podiums at the next debate are going to be equipped with life alert buttons in case (laughs) someone gets in distress (laughs) at their advanced age. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm kind of into ageism when it comes to we got isms right there. Mm-hmm. I don't, after 75, you shouldn't be running for president of the United States. I don't care who you are, Republican, Democrat, Independent, huh? Yep. Yeah. Who's There's with like, me? Actually, a Fox story. Uh, interesting. You mentioned that. That. Uh, there are now growing reports amongst Democrats they are looking for a replacement for Biden prior to 24. 
Oh yeah, and they won't take Kamala's. Well, phone, I think it's funny call. that they're not. They're not. I mean, it's an obvious replacement, but they're not looking yeah. there, are they? No, they won't take Kamala's phone call. <laughs> that committee, not. Fred. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell her we're in the shower. That's right. Back to California uh, for you. All right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Uh, Fred, appreciate your contributions. Thanks, Chris uh, Woodward, Brent Creeley, our producer. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day.